Okay, day 22. Um, today I thought I'd actually just talk about step three, and I'd actually, I'm actually going to read my step three work that I've done. Um, for those who don't know, AA has like a 12-step program, and there's actually like work you do along each step. Um, so my sponsor sent me a bunch of questions regarding step three that I have answered and I want to read them out loud what I wrote um, because you know just for the sake of sharing and also it may if I say them out loud give me more ideas for more I can write after um, in case there were certain ideas or whatever that I just didn't even think of so um Step three is turning your will uh, in your life over to the care of a higher power or God as you understand him, something along those lines. Um, so the first question my sponsor sent me was, what does turning your will over look like to you? So I'm, I'm going to like kind of read what I wrote. So this might come off like, you know, you know, I wrote this like super, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, this is going to sound however it sounds like when someone reads out loud. And it's like a journal. What does turning your will over look like to you? It is the acceptance of things I can't control and things I cannot understand. I've often set myself in tailspins asking myself questions like, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? These are impossible questions to answer realistically. The uncertainty of the unknown has been a reason for me to drink, get high, and numb out. Because with that uncertainty, my default response has typically been, I am not good enough, and I do not have what it takes. This goes hand in hand with, do people like me? Am I coming off as overeager or trying too hard? Questions that are irrelevant as long as I am being my true self. I think a fact of life is I can't hurt anyone. I don't think anyone can hurt anyone else if they are acting as their true self. Um, sorry, I'm having trouble reading my own fucking handwriting. I have to give these specific worries as well as related ones over to God. If I find myself in one of these self-important spirals, I need to say the serenity prayer. I need to say the third step prayer. And God knows I fucking don't want to do that shit. But I have to. Because I can't do any of this purely on my own. I've been trying and I'm a fucking uh, scrub and I can't. <laughs> uh, question two. There's only five questions. And that was my longest answer. Um, what are things in your life that you hold on to and try to control? Um, and I really just mainly talked about, you know, the main one, which is being concerned about, excuse me, I've burped like a thousand fucking times, Jesus. Being concerned about how others perceive me has always been a crippling defect of mine. 
for most of my life, the things I have done said, the things I have done and said have been driven by how I think others will perceive those actions in those words. This includes how I dress, how I talk, even my posture, my social media presence, and probably more things that I don't even aware I'm doing out of the consideration of others. I try to control the perception of other people. I, wait, no. I try to control the perceptions of even the people who already love me because of a deep fear that this love is very conditional. It is conditional in the terms that I am always enjoyable to be around. Anything less is unacceptable. They can find someone else who is easier to be around. I also want to control my future and control my path to whatever future success I may want. It is impossible to control the future, and that makes me feel like it is then not even worth controlling the present. Enter drugs and alcohol. Scene left, or stage left. Um, question three. Are you willing to let those things go? Uh, fuck yeah. All I want is to be free of these burdens. I truly fear it may be an impossible task. However, I fear I will work... Uh, fuck, what? Uh... <laughs> Yes, all I want to be free of these burdens. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I do truly fear it may be an impossible task. I fear that I will work towards this goal and not achieve it. But the scarier thought is that I will most likely never be free of these burdens. As in life, burdens are unavoidable. So what is terrifying is that I will have to manage these feelings and fears for the rest of my life. But yes, I'm willing to let this go. What are some practical things in life to help with this process? Um, I'm just going to continue to go to a lot of meetings. You know, being around the message of AA is healing, whether I feel it or not. Pray every day. Fucking bullshit. But yeah, pray every day, even though I don't feel like it at all. You know, it probably helps. Similar to meditation. Uh, that being said, meditation. For me specifically, clearing my head out is critical for this process. Um, and then calling, you know, a fellow in the program anytime I'm stuck in one of these dangerous feedback loops I can get caught in. And am I open to the idea of giving up control to a higher power of your understanding? Which is, uh, fuck yes. At this point, I'm desperate to look beyond just myself as the answer, as I always have. I am not a god. I am not god. I need a higher power. So yeah, that was my step three work that I just did this morning after doing some like reading in the book and the 12 and 12 um you know i think like when you, when you think about like all the issues you have in your life uh your brain does like a, a a fantastic job at translating those issues a thousand different ways you know so it'll feel like they're just um stacked up in a way that's like insurmountable but it's really just like you know often like a handful of issues that are just, you know, being spun a thousand different ways. So like this process is like really, you know, help me narrow down that it's like, for me, it's so much just been like my relation to others and how others perceive me. Um, you know, this shit stems all the way back to childhood. You know, I, I remember like fighting for my parents' attention. My dad wasn't like around, a lot he was working and my mom uh for 
you know, her own personal reasons, I think was, um, I mean, I know was scared of like her own motherhood, um, like her own capabilities. So I had to like fight for their attention. It felt like, and oftentimes it felt like my attention wasn't wanted or, uh, like wasn't good enough. Like if I wanted my mom to play with me, I had to be on like, you know, best behavior and I had to get lucky or she had to be in the right mood basically. And that shit just translates to like pretty much all your relationships from there on out basically. Um, and uh, I am also like self obsessed and conceited and I think like I know best and I think I'm smart and shit like that. So I, um, of course I've never looked to a higher power. Are you crazy? You crazy? I'm God, bitch. I'm God. Magnets, bitch. I'm God. Um, so yeah, that's just some step three work. I thought I would like come up with more ideas of shit to write, but it's like, no, you didn't, you don't even have that many problems. It's like, you just rewrite your problems a million different ways. You just are scared of being left. You're scared of, uh, not being good enough. And, um, you know, more often than not, that's pretty much bullshit. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Aiden, you're in, okay. And then you talk to yourself like that. Damn it. Damn it. Like that was just natural. I was trying to brush my teeth the other day and a little toothpaste fell off my brush. Like the, the whole thing of toothpaste fell off my brush into the sink. And I said, Aiden, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Which is, a you know, appropriate. I, uh, I thought it was appropriate response, but, uh. I'm sure other people don't say anything to themselves when that happens. Oh, Aiden, some toothpaste fell off your toothbrush. Guess what? You'll never win an individual immunity challenge in Survivor. <laughs> Shaky, small ass hands. Oh, look, tiny hands walked in the room. Fuck off. At least I have nice nail beds. <laughs> A little aggro today, Aiden. Um, yeah, I got therapy later. Gonna go to a few meetings. My roommate just left, uh, left LA to head home for the holidays. So I got the place to myself. Um, which would have been so lit if I was drinking and getting high. It's like dream scenario, but now it's like, I don't even really want to be in the apartment that much. And my God is my voice rocky and scraggly huh all right well yeah i i think uh yeah maybe i'll like do you know share my step work on here you know fourth step i have never done and i know is very personal and uh so depending on that goes i may or may not share but who knows but I thought it would be interesting at the least to read that out loud because I know I will lose this notebook I've, uh, and thus will lose track of this step three shit. So now I have a recording of it. 
and you know whether or not you're getting sober or not maybe you relate to some of the thoughts i had so yeah all right another day same old shit still drinking liquid replacement meals but uh, in conjunction with some normal meals so let's let's fucking get it boys